Hello everyone and welcome in or welcome back to the podcast. I have been meaning to watch that. I am your one and only host Monica Dulcio and today we are going to be talking about the Netflix show Sex Education. It is created and written by Laurie Nunn. It is a show about these British teenagers who are discovering sex for the first time. The main character is Otis. He is a socially awkward virgin and his mom is a sex therapist. And a lot of times his mom kind of like gets on his nerves, you know, cause she tries to therapize him a few times. But Otis is played by the amazing Asa Butterfield, who was one of those actors who is like 24 years old, but he looks 14. Like perpetually he looks like he's 14 years old and he plays the character of Otis so well. He does an amazing job with the character. And then there is also the character of Eric Effiong. And I love Eric Effiong so much because, well, first of all, he is, yes, the like one black gay character. But I think that the show does a good job of making him the black character and having him stand on his own. He's played by Nishuti Gatwa and Eric is the light of my life he is so hilarious he is so funny he is so talented and just iconic in every single way and then there is the character of Maeve Maeve is played by Maeve Wiley wait no not Alfred Maeve Wiley is the um character's name not me having to actually look up the cast because oh my gosh it's a little embarrassing wait Emma Mackey. I knew Mackey was in there somewhere. My bad. Yes. Maeve Wiley. She's like the girl who isn't like other girls. She's an outcast. She gets in trouble at school. But she's actually like secretly smart. But of course her family life makes it hard for her to like stay um, dedicated to school. And the show, it um, takes place. And I don't know where exactly. It's kind of like an English American setting for the TV show. But the main um, plot point of the show is that Otis opens up a sex clinic with Maeve and they start the clinic so that they can like advise the students of Moordale, which is the school that they go to, and help them with their relationship and sex problems. And the show is so unique in my perspective because it does take like um, the stereotypes that you have in like teen shows where there is the awkward kid who doesn't know a lot about sex. It's like really shy and he's in love with like the girl who's mysterious and all like other girls. And then Maeve is obviously the girl who's not like other girls. And there's Eric who is the black gay best friend and doesn't really like have that much of a voice in the series. But I think that the show also does a good job of subverting those stereotypes. And I love the show Sex Education because you would think that it's a show a lot of teen shows are about sex and drugs and it's this show is not euphoria this show is not skins you know it covers all the lessons that you should have learned in sex education in school but your school failed to teach you you know it talks about why kids aren't able to orgasm especially for a female or like how to like have sex and sex is a taboo topic that people don't really cover or talk about a lot and a lot of schools have only abstinence only education when it comes to sex ed but the show has this young kid who knows nothing about sex or dating but he's able to help people with their relationship problems on a more emotional level you know like 
how there was one girl who really wants to have sex but it's like do you really want to have sex or do you feel rushed by your peers to have sex maybe you should wait and take your time or how there was one another girl in season two who wanted was who felt pressured to have sex a lot but she never even thought about sex never really considered having sex with anyone it turned out she was asexual and you don't talk about and those are things that people don't talk about a lot in, in school or in television really like the form of douching before sex or you know um dirty talk or le how lesbian sex works or what vaginim va vaginimus sorry i don't know how to pronounce that but you know it's like it's the painful condition that stops hey mommy mama sorry i got interrupted by my mom anyways the show is pretty great because um it really does take the taboo subject of sex and it takes away the physical aspect of it and like i guess the kind of like i don't know horniness of it all because like the kids are horny obviously because they want to have sex but it also just like takes into account like what's the meaning behind it why do you want to do this why do you want to do that you know for otis he has a problem with masturbating and it's 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 um resolved in the last episode so when you start season two it's like this really weird um scene of him just like i i can't really explain it it's kind of it's kind of gross but like it's natural it's something that people deal with and it's normal and it kind of put me off but it's something that like it's very real and the show doesn't shy away from things that people honestly deal with and i think that um that's really great that's really awesome and that's what i like about the show a lot one character i love the most is eric and i was worried that eric was going to be sidelined a lot in the show because the two main and white characters are like taking on most of the action and also it's obvious that otis only started the sex clinic so he could spend more time with Maeve because he has a crush on her you know surprise surprise and of course this caused um him to be a little bit more distant to his friend eric and i love eric so much and one thing i do like about eric's storyline is how he's just boldly himself you know he is this funny kid who is very much um kind of he understands like who he is like he is an outspoken young gay but man and he lives in this very religious african traditional ho household and he is experimenting with like makeup and like expressing his individuality through fashion and things of the sort and it there are some scenes where you're a little worried that like his parents are gonna like be mean to him or rude to him or that he's gonna have a problem with his dad but in the end of season one it turns out that him and his dad actually get along pretty well and even though his dad is a little put off by his um love for drag eric's dad is okay with it because he sees his son as brave and that's really heartwarming and wonderful because a lot of times when you when like tv shows put like um queer characters in their shows they love to like pound in the drama the trauma and like trying to make people like you know be hurt for whatever reason and of course there eric does get bullied a lot by this kid um dang what's the kid's name again hold on adam adam groff who's also the headmaster's son and of course eric has problems with bullying but he kind of just like keeps it pushing keeps it moving and 
I really do only want the best for Eric and I love the fact that he and his dad reconciled but there was one uh key moment in season one that really did like strike me as important and it was when Eric and Otis planned to go to Hedwig and the Angry Inch I think it was like a live musical performance they're gonna go together and they're gonna go in costume and so Eric went to the event expecting Otis to meet him there he was waiting for him at the bus stop but Otis stood him up to do work at the clinic and to hang out with Maeve and then Eric got attacked on his way home so he goes to Otis's house and he gets upset at him and he yells at him and of course Otis doesn't really understand what's going Otis like he's like I'm sorry I stood you up but I had to do this stuff at the clinic da 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 what Otis is not clearly getting through his dick skull is that Eric as an openly black man is it openly black what the frick what's openly black me Monica he's an openly gay black man already has to deal with harassment at school from Adam freaking Groff but then he is there he is out in the woods by himself in full drag and he got attacked so this is not something you could just brush away and say you're sorry about this is something that's dangerous to him because he gets harassed at school almost every day by this kid who has like two brain cells and then he got attacked by these grown men and it is something that Eric has to like deal with and it's something that a lot of queer people of color have to deal with having to be attacked and harassed simply for being black and queer and doing all of that in the open and doing it boldly as so because there are people who will attack you and hurt you because of that and Eric does not deserve to Derek did not deserve he obviously didn't deserve it and it makes me sad that it was in the show but it's something important that needs to be in the show so people can realize that and I like the show is like heartwarming and funny and it's an amazingly great show but it doesn't shy away from very hard and very tough topics because if you're going to make a show with teenagers talking about sex which is already taboo enough we're not going to shy away from topics that are very serious and very much something that affects people every day everyday lives right i'm glad that eric and otis you know became friends again near the end of the at the end of season one i'm glad they became friends again but it became clear to me that otis is someone who is kind of selfish you know um otis has a really troublesome not troublesome but he doesn't have the best relationship with his mom um his mom is a sex therapist and his dad was a sex therapist too but his dad left their family and i think that otis in season one kind of blamed his mom for it and then otis's mom jean who is played by the amazing uh jillian anderson who you may also know from um x-files and she is writing a book about all of Otis's sexual troubles and of course that's a tamaf because who wants their mom to write a freaking book about all the problems you have and you're like 13 like not 13 he's not 13 in the series i think he's like 15 or 16 in the series obviously that's like a huge invasion of privacy and that's not something that you want to be published for other people to read and not something you want your mom to make money off of and you know I get it but I feel like um, a lot of times Otis kind of takes the high ground too often and he's just like sometimes Otis is a little too happy to like have I don't know I'm just I think this is my long-winded way of saying I don't really like Otis that much you know uh, Maeve Wiley who is like you know the girl who is like other girls she's dating this guy Jackson who is um, a athlete 
Um, he's African American. He's amazing. His mom is very pressure. His mom has a lot of pressure on him to be good at swimming. And Maeve is like, you know, he loves her. He really cares about her. He likes her a lot. And then Otis does this stupid thing where he tries to get, um, he did this thing. I forget exactly what it was, but he did something to try and get Jackson and Maeve broken up. But only because Maeve hates it when people show, like, declare their love for her. She hates this open displays of affection. And Jackson did just that, and that caused them to be together like together together like to make it official and Otis was trying to sabotage Jackson but it didn't work because they're dating eventually they break up at the end of the season of course because nothing good can happen to Maeve because Maeve is the character who has to have all these freaking woes and her drug dealing brother comes into the picture and her her brother causes her and Jackson to break up which is really sad because I like Maeve and Jackson and I thought they were really cute and I also really really like Jackson because I feel like Jackson is you know obviously the jock who does a lot of anxiety from his moms and from school and he has all this pressure going on in his life and he cared about Maeve and he loved Maeve and he loved being with her but eventually it was just not they meet together what did not work out and I'm very very glad that in season two they took on like they really we took we took more time to focus on Jackson because season one does take a lot of time does spend a lot of time focusing on like just Otis, Maeve and Eric, but mainly just Maeve and Otis. And I'm glad that in season two they took the time to flesh out new characters they introduced, the secondary characters, taking the time for us like taking the time to write stories, to write their storylines, flush them out as people so we can learn more about them, so that we can become more attached to them, so that we can see them in like all their splendid complex glory. Because, you know, even though season one did a good job of like breaking down stereotypes of certain characters, I feel like it still kind of stayed in the confines of the stereotypes because it is the first season, it's just starting out, you know, you just kind of like have to find your footing. And I think that season two did a really great job building off of season one. And I am excited for season three that's coming out September 17th. Um, one thing that happened in particular that really did get under my skin that I did not like was how Otis got a girlfriend, her name is Ola, and immediately I'm just like this is not gonna be good this is not gonna be good I knew that he was gonna break Ola's heart and he didn't exactly break Ola's heart they did break up in season two but like I knew for certain that they weren't gonna stay together because I knew that Otis was still in love with Maeve even though he acted like he wasn't and Ola gives me very much like I'm gonna date this skinny little white boy for now before I realize that I actually don't like boys that's the kind of vibe she was giving me with like coming to prom in a suit and the little buzz cut like I know I wasn't the only person picked up on that and I feel for Ola and characters like Ola because there's always like that character who's like funny and like nice and like really perfect and great but for some reason in the show there's just nobody that wants to date them and they're perpetually alone thankfully this didn't happen to sex education because of season two after she and Otis broke up she started dating the really weird girl I forget her name, but shout out to her because she is freaking, <laughs> she is special. Lily, Lily, Lily's the girl. She writes um, air, alien erotica and she's like, 
Lily is ready to go. Lily is ready to live her life. And honestly, I love her so much. Shout out to Lily for being, a, like, amazing. Her and Ola are so cute together. And the fact that they start dating in season two is really heartwarming. And I love that for them. I love that for them. And let's see what else happens. Oh, right. The other thing that really got under my skin, Adam. Adam freaking Roth. So at the end of season one, Eric ends up in detention with Adam. And they are fighting. Like they hate each other. It's like, it's, it's a brawl. It's a brawl. It's World War Three in there. And then they start to make out. And I'm sitting here like, no, no, no. Because the one thing I cannot stand is a bully who is harassing somebody and turns out he's in love with him the whole no i hate that i hate that because let me tell you something if you're harassing me and bullying me and being mean to me for years and years and years simply because i am comfortable with myself and i am outspoken and bold and i do not shy away from who i am and then out of nowhere when the doors are closed and the lights are off you want to be all bump and grind that's not gonna work i will literally elbow you in the nose that is so gross and it made me so disgusted and it irked me so much that, that happened especially to our good man eric because why why the bully why him like he was not and then at the end of season one he got sent off to military school which he should have been sent off to military school a long time ago because adam does not adam stay adam stays fucking up okay <sighs> I really did not like him in season one because he's so fucking up and it's like okay his dad is the headmaster so there's a lot of pressure on him and he's a bully and like his dad is disappointed at him and his mom's like really nice but like she doesn't really stand up for him against his dad in military school is tough but he immediately gets kicked out at military school because he walks in on two guys doing the bump and grind and then the guys plant weed on his bunk so he gets kicked out and um jackson has to go back and he was expelled from he, by the way he doesn't obviously he went to military school so he doesn't go to his like regular school but he got a job but he's i season two is making adam out to be the empath emp like season two is making him out to be a character where we're supposed to feel empathetic you know towards him like Griff was like sympathize he, like his dad's harsh on him and he feels like he never like measures up to his dad's standards and he feels like he's always messing up and doing the wrong things even though he's trying his best to do the right thing and he gets angry and he lashes out at people physically but he doesn't really want to he like he doesn't know how to communicate his emotions properly because of all the anger and the resentment that he feels towards his dad but also towards himself because he hates himself so much and that self-hatred comes out in him harassing eric and he doesn't really hate eric he just hates eric how confident eric is how sure of eric how sure eric is in himself and he wants that he wants that for himself but he doesn't know how to feel that way and like i get it okay but don't make don't like don't try and like get me on his side because i'm not gonna forget the fact that adam bullied eric for so long and then in season two eric found there's a new guy right there's a new guy who liked eric his name's raheem beautiful wonderful raheem french raheem and i know that eric and raheem didn't get along well they didn't have, like they didn't like have the same interests and stuff like that but i really am upset that eric chose his former bully over raheem because he was like raheem is right there so lovely so wonderful so good to you but like Oh my gosh, I don't know.
it really did irk me. It really did get the risk it. I was so upset. Because it was like, oh, His mom was like, you know, Rahim, he does not make you sparkle. You need to be with someone who makes you sparkle. Sure. Okay. Like, yes, you should be with someone who makes you sparkle, right? I also love the fact that his mom is very accepting of him being gay. Like, that's really sweet. That's wonderful. And, um... There's a scene in season two where Adam goes to Eric's house and takes him to a junkyard and they just smash stuff together. And it's like a very, it's a moment, oh gosh. I love that moment. I did. But I won't let go of the fact that Adam is, was his bully. And I guess Adam is trying to change and be better. And like, we should give him the space to change and be better. Also, he's a fictional character, so why am I mad at this man? <laughs> Well, I'm out of a fictional character who's being written by the amazing Laurie Nunn. Obviously, he will become better in season three, but we'll just have to wait until season three to see what happens. But one thing that I really did, um, like, there are a lot of small things in season one that were, like, so unique and different and just perfectly placed in the episodes that you don't see in other TV shows. Like, there is a moment where... May finds out that she's pregnant and she obviously can't have the baby so she goes to have an abortion and she goes with Otis to have an abortion and there are these two kids that are protesting in front of the abortion clinic obviously and Maeve goes in to like have the procedure and then Otis is just outside and he's just talking to the kids and he's talking to them because they're dating and they're having problems in the relationship and he's just you know helping them out and giving them like really good solid advice and it's nice that you know it's like this young girl got pregnant but she can't keep the baby so you know she has chosen to make this decision you know for her own future and because she wants to do something different she wants to do something with her life and she doesn't she can't become a mother right now because she's like 16 years old and i totally get that and i understand and i'm glad that there are scenes i'm glad that this show takes topics that people do not talk about everyday life that people run away from topics that are kind of like seen as black and white and i'm glad that the show installs these situations these topics these scenarios these taboo little things in our society and they bring it down to the base level of like you may not agree with abortion but there is some young 16 year old girl who simply cannot take care of her baby and she lives in a trailer and she, this is the only choice that she can make to better her future and it just brings it down to how like these aren't just like issues these aren't just like things to be politicized these are things that affect people in everyday life and i like that the show forces you to just look at it and see it for what it is that sex education is not something you need to hide from kids or shield kids eyes away from it but to see it as something that happens and understand it and learn about it and take the time to learn about it because if you take the time to learn and understand instead of running away or shielding your eyes from it it's not so scary it's just something that happens it's just something that is there and you will get so freaked out about it you'll learn to accept it more and it learn to be more understanding of it in the season two um in season two there is this character amy right she's on season one as well and she was a very popular girl, she's a one, but she and she left the popular crowd to hang out with Maeve more, which is really sweet and I like that. And Amy 
since she can't ride to school in the car with all the popular kids, she has to take the bus to school. And she's taking the bus to school and she deals with a situation that is she basically she's sexually assaulted on the bus and um this scenario affects her in so many aspects because she can't ride the bus anymore because she's scared that the guy who did that to her is on the bus so she walks to school every day she can't hang out with her boyfriend date her boyfriend kiss her boyfriend because of how uncomfortable she is made to feel and there is this ah this scene at the end of the show the scene at the end of season one where all these girls throughout the whole season they are in detention together and the teacher they're in detention because who y'all so much happened in season two i don't know why i'm listen let's let's bring it back to the beginning of season two so jean milberg otis's mom becomes the school sex ed counselor in a way because the school had an outbreak of what was it uh chlamydia i think it was yeah i think they had a, a chlamydia outbreak and excuse me sorry yawn to figure that all out the i think the like the headmaster's boss i'm sorry i forget her name she came in and she's like i want you to bring in this woman to talk to the kids about da 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 and otis was less concerned about her um talk finding out about his business his sex clinic and more concerned about her taking his clients like he's so he was so concerned with the money rather than him his him his mom finding out that he's running a sex clinic when he has been so opposed to his mother and like all her sexual um i don't know therapizing bs you know what i mean like he's literally using the things that his he says he doesn't like about his mom to make money off of his mom's knowledge that he somehow absorbed through all of his mom's therapy sessions you know and oh frick i'm blinking i'm blinking essentially jean had a book and she wrote down all the things that people were telling her in that book. And Otis took that book because Ola was going to break up with him. Or they were gonna, they were about to break up. And he took his mom's book. But then the, the, the principal saw that Otis stole the book. And the thing is, the principal's wife walked out on him. Or basically kicked him out. And so she, she kicked him out. She didn't kick him out, really. He, like, started sleeping at the school because the principal's... The principal's wife was like, I want a divorce. You don't touch me anymore. You don't love on me. Da, 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 da. Like, this marriage is dry as, like, chicken breast. I want something more in my life. And, you know, he went to go sleep at the school. Obviously, he's upset. He He's upset. He wants revenge. Da, 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 da. He wants to be in control. He takes her book and prints out, like, the stuff in the book that she's written down and there have been teachers there have been students going to her telling her all these personal like things about their life and he went and copied all that stuff and taped it all around the school mean girl style and then there was a teacher who was dating another teacher and they had a problem with like dirty talk or whatever bro that was <laughs> that there was a scene oh gosh I'm not gonna lie, watching that scene made me very uncomfortable, which is why I skip forward. I skip forward during a lot of these scenes, but I like the fact that the show kind of tries to take little parts of sex and that are all dressed up for TV to be cool and like 
funky like they're all dressed up for tv but it's not really real and it brings it down to like the real level so people can understand so people can get it and i like that about the show but i'm not gonna watch two grown people dirty talk each other while they're in a kitchen <laughs> it's you know it's a little off-putting for me maybe i'm not there yet but you know uh essentially like right um the teacher who's dating the other teacher one of the teachers she is an english teacher and somebody wrote something really gross about her in the woman's locker room and all the girls for season two mainly most of the girls in season two who had like speaking lines were put in the detention um in the library and um the teacher she said that you had to circle all the a's in a newspaper and then she was like okay i want you all to come up with the one thing that unites you the one thing that unites all of you and who it was coming to a point in the season where ola didn't like mave because ola thought that otis was still in love with mave which he was and i was really upset about that particular point the one thing that annoyed me about season two was that everybody is dating and the main focus of the season was people in their relationships which is like fine okay the show's called sex education obviously there's gonna be romance da, 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 whatever but like you have ola who is so funny and like so quirky and adorable and i love her and Maeve, the girl who's like i'm not like other girls and like so moody and thinks she's so important i actually do like Maeve a lot i think she's really great i feel like she's been a bit too pigeonholed and i'm really tired of her continually being um taken advantage of i'm tired of her having like sad endings at every season and i'm tired of her always being someone's love interest y'all need to let this girl stand on her own two feet i do not want another season where she is simply is where like otis is always fighting like otis is, it was otis and jackson and it was otis and the other guy who is i need to figure out his name so i do not disrespect that boy but there was a new kid that why am i jump sorry guys i realize now that i've kind of been jumping a little bit all over the place with talking about the show it's something that i do um <clears throat> sorry okay i can't find the kid's name essentially um there is this kid who moves in across the way oh isaac his name's isaac okay this is a kid that moves in across the way from um mave and his name's isaac and he has cerebral palsy not cerebral palsy not that essentially he's you know disabled and um he's funny he's sarcastic and around the time that he moves in Maeve's mom is back in the picture with a new daughter and a job and of course it's like oh her family's coming back to see her her family's only gonna disappoint her it's gonna end in tragedy and sadness at some point y'all gotta let Maeve have a win at some point y'all gotta stop letting Maeve be so depressed and sad y'all gotta let this girl have the reason to smile because next season they're gonna kill off Amy to do this because i don't know what else y'all gonna do to this girl y'all gotta let her have catch a break for once i mean really please let her leave let her breathe yes what was i saying what were we talking about we were talking about um um okay yes the freaking detention 
the fe- the all-female cast breakfast club moment they were having oh another thing that i forgot to mention in season two jackson is hanging out with um homegirl viv viv is like this really smart kid who uh you know she's like intelligent she's funny she's beautiful she's our queen and she's a little awkward and she understands that jackson has a lot of pressure on him and she suggests that jackson does the play for shakespeare it's a shakespearean play it's a retelling of uh, romeo and juliet retold by lily and obviously if it's retold by lily it's gonna have a lot of sex in it well, not really sex just like very overdramatic with like robots in a forest of dicks and <laughs> he he does the play like he's doing the play he does great at the play by the way and their little friendship that they have that might turn into a romance ooh. if it does turn into romance that's cool and if it doesn't that's okay with me because honestly not everybody in the show needs to be dating please y'all gotta let some people just be friends for once y'all not everybody needs to do the bump and grind yeah um what were we talking about the detention the detention the detention the all-female cast of uh breakfast club so everybody's hanging out in detention and like what's the one thing that unites us do you know what's the one thing that unites all these girls they've all dealt with sexual assault and i was sitting here like oh my god and it's just like it's a very the scene isn't done up in a way where it's like the more you know it's not like an after school special kind of scene it's not you know when you're watching a tv show and like there's that one episode of like <gasps> racism or something terrible like that and at the end of the episode all the actors are like standing there and they're facing the camera they're very serious and somber it's not that the scene is just like it's like you are it's like you're there it's like you're in the library and you're talking about being sexually assaulted. You're talking about how a guy flashed you on the bus or how somebody grabbed your boobs while you're just walking and or how somebody just stared at you in an uncomfortable way or how someone followed you home. It's 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 sad. It's something that happens to a lot of women. I hate it. I hate that I related to it. But I'm glad that they put that in there because if you're going to have a show that talks about sex, you need to talk about, you know, other aspects around sexual nature, sexual deviancy. And, you know, sexual assault is something that young girls deal with. Unfortunately, it's something that a lot of young girls deal with. And the fact that that united those young women is really sad and it's a bit heartbreaking, but... At the end of season two, they all went on the bus with Amy so that she could ride to school on the bus so she would feel safe, so she wouldn't feel um, scared if that guy came back on the bus. And that made me cry. It really did because I have, it's been a while since I've watched a TV show that really did have a scene that was so sincere and just so kind and just like, something that warms your heart and it really just like broke me down and I started crying and I really did love that part of the um season I love that part of season two I love that um it's hard to talk about those issues and struggle with those topics but when you have the right the 
the perfect amount of writing and characters with such strong wills and motivations and such beautiful personalities and just show care for one another and you just bring that to the forefront of your show and make it less about like the dressing up of sex and more about what it means to be personable and have relationships and a care like it's just so wonderful and it really did I loved it a lot and one thing I did like I'll, there's one little gem that I really did like about season two was that Ola and Adam kind of became friends and it was so cute and adorable and how um Adam oh gosh sweet Adam he started working at a store and he tried to lock up and the lock didn't work so the store got trashed which really sucked and then Ola stood up for him and they both lost their jobs which sucks but you know Adam made a new friend and then Adam showed her the place where he goes to like smash stuff. And then Ola showed all the girls the Adam's like little hiding spot. And they went and they started smashing like cars in the junkyard and beer bottles. And it's like that moment where you're just releasing all this energy and all this anger. And you're just doing it together. And you're all angry together. But you know why you're angry and you know that it's going to be okay. Because you've got each other's backs that's 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 more important for me that is everything and i love those scenes i love that kind of stuff and i just want more of that i do think that there's also a wonderful scene that is very very like you don't see a lot in television where um otis's dad who you know left takes otis to go camping and he goes camping otis goes camping with his dad and eric and um it's very obvious that his dad has no idea what he's doing he tries after this macho man but he really doesn't understand basics and you know otis is trying to talk to his dad hang out with his dad and he finds out that um his dad is being that you know his second wife is leaving him because his dad cheats and the next morning otis sees the receptionist at the hotel leaving his dad's room and it's that feeling where he you know you get it like obviously it was never Jean's fault that Otis's dad left Otis's dad wasn't wasn't any listen if you're going to leave Jillian Anderson there's something wrong with you not Jillian Jillian is perfect all right don't you dare ever speak ill of my queen Jillian Anderson the fact that you would dare do that to my my wonderful goddess how dare you do that to her anyways there is a scene where otis goes to talk to his dad at a book signing and his dad is really honest with him and it's just like i don't know what i'm doing i'm an idiot i'm a horrible person i acted like it was your mother's fault but it wasn't it was mine i don't know how to say faithful he was just really like opening up to his dad and talking about how you need to really listen and just be honest because once you start lying the lies just never stop just be honest and he's he went to see his dad because he straight up asked his dad what do i do so i don't turn out like you and it's so oh my like you can't like the oh my gosh she wrote this like lori lori wrote this she did that and honestly like this um season two definitely was really good i did still love season one mainly for eric's storyline 
and how like we got to see him with his family and got to see him come into his own and be confident in himself I love that for him I love so many little things about season one and season two really did like take the beautiful parts of season one and they just flourished them they nurtured it they created something even more wonderful and funny and wholesome and honest and sincere and really like tough and like a lot of hard scenes to watch but you just gotta see it through like that scene that Otis had with his dad where his dad straight up is just like just be honest you know like his dad is self-aware of his dad knows why his second wife left him his dad knows that he cheats on women a lot and his dad knows that his books are full of crap but he's just so deep in the trenches that like you know <sighs> so wonderful i so it's such a good show i mean i guess that's my final thoughts um other thoughts that i have on sex education <sighs> i i really do like the fact that sex education accurately depicts like sexual frustration and desire among young adults um it's not too crude or anything like that. I am glad that it takes topics that people don't really talk about a lot and like really just brings it down to a more relatable level. And I do hope that Maeve isn't just a love interest to other people. And I'm glad that Otis, that we got to see a different side of him, that he wasn't just like the nice guy. Because there was a scene where he throws a party at his house. It's very impromptu. And he gets really drunk and he gets really mean and he starts yelling and he just goes off. And, you know, Otis has been a bit of a baby in season two because he's upset that his mom is dating his girlfriend's dad. I mean, they all break up near the end of the season, you know, but um, it's we see that Otis isn't just like the wise soul, the old soul stuck in the young boy's body. He's still young. He's still stupid. He still doesn't understand a lot of a lot of things about life. And he still misses the point and like loses sight of his priorities throughout the season. Like he doesn't focus enough about focus enough on Ola, his girlfriend, and focuses too much on Maeve, whatever's going on with Maeve. Um he and Ola try to have sex for the first time and it does not go that well because he's not listening he's not paying attention he's too stuck in his head and he's not really paying attention to what's right in front of him and i'm really glad that season one really made him out to be like this lovable character but season two showed that you know otis has some faults and he was knocked down a couple pegs and i'm glad for that but another thing i want to talk about in season two is how otis had his first time like he had sex for the first time and it was with a really popular girl at his school his name her name is ruby and um otis was apparently so drunk that he didn't even remember what happened and you know a 2011 study shows that undergraduate students um their first experience with sex usually involved alcohol and it was like a 61 percent 61 percent of people said that so it's not exactly rare it's something that happens and the thing is is that they bring up ruby's consent about whether or not ruby consented which she did and they don't talk about if otis consented and i feel like that would have been a bit i feel like that would have been important you know for otis to be the son of a sex therapist and his mom finds out that his first time was when he was blackout drunk to the point where he doesn't remember having sex I think it would have been a bit, I think it would have been important to talk about that because consent is a two-way street. 
And it's important that Ruby did consent and that her consent is confirmed, but that doesn't mean that Otis did as well. You know, men don't always want to have sex. Men are not like sexual, sexual creatures by nature or anything like that. So I feel like it would have been reassuring and really wonderful if they took the time to consider if Otis consented as well as Otis want to have sex because if he can't even remember having sex with her last night if he was that blackout drunk then like it would have been better to dive a little deeper especially in a show like education because the show does focus a lot on the female aspects of sex and the male aspects of sex too and it talks about like anal douching which like a lot of like gay couples deal with and it talks about vag vaginomiscus which i may have said wrong which is a condition a lot of women deal with and i do hope that in future seasons it covers topics relating to young trans kids and dating and things like that i would have liked it if they did take the time to just do it like it didn't have to be a whole thing just like a little you know like a little little you know mention of like you know him but um yeah all in all the show is really great uh i know that season two is going to be phenomenal i really do hope that jackson if jackson um does start dating viv that'd be cool but if they just stay friends i think that'd be great too because i don't want every single guy girl pairing to end up in a relationship and i do hope that in season three we see a little bit more of jackson um i think that his mental health and the topic of his mental health can be a very interesting plot line for the show and to also highlight that a lot of athletes deal with really um troublesome issues in mental health about the pressure of succeeding and doing well and going on and whether they're gonna make the pro leagues and doing well in school and not just writing on their abilities and their physical attributes because those things can be taken away from you but if you don't have good standing in school then like you know that can also hurt you as well and the pressure they feel from his mom and the um wavering relationships wavering relationship of his mom's i do hope that they covered that and i own i wish the best for Adam's mom, Mrs. Groff, because she is so cute. I love her so much. She's adorable. And I love that Jean is friends with her because Mrs. Groff did not have to stay in that house with dusty Mr. Groff just being a little crybaby, a little negative Nancy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, let's not... I hope season three doesn't focus too much on like romantic coupling. I know that season three is going to have Maeve try to decide between Isaac and Otis. I don't really hope Maeve just picks herself. Because, ugh, I'm tired. Y'all need to stop giving Maeve, stop putting Maeve in a relationship. Let her live. Let her be by herself. Or let her date Amy at least. Let's switch it up. Let's do something different. Let's do something new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's basically it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of I've Been Meaning to Watch That Covering Sex Education. If you liked this episode, feel free to follow me on Spotify. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to send them to my email at dulcium at hotmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you all stay blessed.